addictions. Addiction is not a disease of willpower. It's a disease of instinct. It lives in the part of the brain that tells you to breathe. We all know addicts in our life, whether it's booze, drugs, sex, video games, social media, tobacco, whatever it is. Addiction is out there. I am addicted to personal growth. I am addicted to human optimization and I am addicted to help, but I certainly was not addicted to any one of those things until just a few years ago. I've associated a lot of trauma with my life. Having a drug addict father who's still currently a drug dealer and is actually homeless in his 60s, I know firsthand what it can do to a family, how it can tear it apart. Having a stepdad, alcoholic, freakouts, punching windows, punching doors, late nights, adultery, all the negative behaviors and tendencies that come from being an addict hurt everyone around us. And if you believe that your identity is that of an addict, then that's exactly what you'll be. This is something that's really true to my heart. And having personally put two of my closest friends through rehab, one who will be three years sober next month, and the other who still justifies being an addict. He once sent a message in a group chat that said, hey, fellas, I just wanted to let you know that you don't need to feel weird drinking or doing drugs around me as my intention to go to rehab was never to be sober. It was to manage my addictions better. There's only one way to manage your addictions. Get rid of them. Most people fail and have to go through recovery and rehab at least three times. Whether you're addicted to booze, whether you're addicted to chew, whatever your vice is, I can tell you as somebody who's battled with the chew addiction since I was 11 years old, I was spitting red man spit between me and my classmate, staining the floor when I was in grade six. I've been 21 days without chew as of this day of this recording. It still grips me. Depending on what your addiction is, it can grip you for as long as you let it. And if your identity is that, that you don't deserve anything better, that's exactly what will happen. You can't fake it till you make it. That is bullshit advice. You have to face it till you make it. You have to get up. You have to work hard. And guess what, boys? You got to fail. You got to stand back up, face it again, do a little better, fail again, get back up, repeat until you have control over those aspects of your life. Most guys now are addicted to validation from social media and it is fucking amazing how many guys waste time on their phone and then tell me they don't have enough time to go to the gym or they didn't have time to prepare a meal or to go to bed on time. That is the biggest excuse that I hear is that I don't have time. Well, guess what? You got to make time. And if you're addicted to things that are not serving you, your progress, your career, your performance, your wins, they're going to hold you back. We're all addicted to something. And most of us are addicted to our phones. It's amazing. And if you really want to shock yourself, which is what I need to do to get rid of bad habits, I'll go and do research. 
I'll go into the settings on my phone. I'll look at my screen time and see that I picked up my phone 121 times in a day. I just got a screen time warning, seven hours on a phone. Most of that is business-related emails, writing stuff, preparing for this, text messages, phone calls, that sort of thing. But I blew an hour and a half on social media. So this is something that I'm also working on too. Well, social media is a very important part of my business, it is a necessary evil, if you will. Now I've limited that. I put a stop measure in place to ensure that I don't spend more than half an hour fucking around on social media, developing carpal tunnel on my thumbs, scrolling up and down through feed, and you look back and two hours have gone. You do not realize how addicted we are to our devices. For example... So if you really want to check yourself, which is a constant part, it's self-awareness, which is the key to transformation. If you want to be a fully dialed athlete, look at the things that are holding you back and they're usually addictions. And if it's a little darker and you're battling a few more demons and having had a physical addiction to Percocet from being overprescribed from a doctor, I know what the itchy skin feels like. Having friends and family, drunks, drug addicts, Pillheads, whatever you want to call it. Addiction is close to you than you know. And if you haven't looked in the mirror and asked if you're addicted to something, whether it's validation from, like I said, DMs and likes, you make a post and you check your phone every two minutes to see how many likes you are and or likes you have. And guess what? That releases serotonin and dopamine. Those are biological reactions that you can't even control. So you're biologically addicted to something without even knowing it. And unless you're self-aware enough to check yourself, you will not realize how much time you've wasted being addicted to something. But let me tell you this. If it is a little darker than social media, a little darker than your phone, a little darker than Chew, or maybe it's something positive going to the gym, what you obsess about and what you give attention to and control to has control over you. But like I said, if your addictions are a little darker, you need to reach out and ask for help. There is no reason to suffer in silence and you never know when it's going to be too late. Not to mention how fucking scary it is nowadays with drugs. It's your first time wanting to do M with the boys. Your first time doing a line. You guess what? You don't know what the fuck's in. It could be your last time. So unless you want to end up like everybody else that you judge and criticize the homeless guys asking for change on the side of the road, freezing in minus 40, unless you want to end up like that, you need to acknowledge that that's not going to happen to your life because guess what? It fucking could get control over your addictions, to get control over your life. I'm going to tell you a little story. When I was playing pro hockey down in Atlanta, I couldn't function without being numb. My game style, my identity was a bull in a china shop. I was the smallest guy at six feet, 215 pounds on my team as a D-man. So in order for me to make the next level, in order for me to stand out, I needed to be one badass motherfucker. My mental toughness was undeniable. Guys respected me because they knew what they got and they knew the dog behind the fence was ready to go to war. But what they didn't know was that I was hopped up on painkillers doing it. It changed me. 
you see the movie about concussion. Will Smith and those football players, and they their brain chemistry starts to change, and they're addicted to painkillers, and they're having freakouts, and this, that, and the other thing. That was me. My volatility was at an all-time high. I didn't know how to control my emotions, but I knew how to control what I felt. That might be you. That might be your addiction to control how you feel. Get away from reality. Go on your phone. Turn off your notifications. Not message anyone for hours on end. We're trying to get a hold of you who love you. Check out of the game plan because you can't handle the stress. Because you don't know how to cope. When I quit, couldn't lift my arms above the height of my shoulders. My shoulders were so fucked. I was also addicted to the gym. At the time, I didn't want to go out boozing anymore. I wanted to put myself first. But what I didn't realize was that I wasn't allowing my body to rest. So yeah, I always had a positive addiction, if that's what you want to call it. But reality set in when I got back and I couldn't lift my arms above my shoulders. Because I was destroying my body. I never let myself rest. I go to the gym at 11 o'clock at night. Work out for two hours. Take painkillers. Go to bed. Have some NyQuil. Drink a beer. Wake up groggy as fuck. Do it all over again the next day. Take a whole bunch of uppers to get ready for a game or a practice. And take a whole bunch of more downers when I was done because I was so jacked up. That's the cycle that you play. It's fucked. And then when you leave, what do you do? Where do you go? Luckily for me, I have a really strong willpower. I was able to curb my addictions. I was able to actually look at the light bulb that got turned on when I left, and I knew that I wasn't myself. I knew my identity had changed. My personality had changed because of the things that I was doing the detriment that I was putting to myself. I wasn't able to be the same me. That was a huge self-realization. I went to counseling. I had a lot of demons in the closet. I didn't know what to say to my parents. I didn't know what to say to my partner in my relationship. I was unraveling. But here's the piece of advice. I sought help. Yeah, it was expensive. About 200 bucks an hour. But you know what? That 200 bucks an hour that I spent made all the world of a difference because I was able to see the light. I was able to understand the light bulb that got turned on when I wasn't feeling like myself anymore. I was able to take a mature step, a juvenile step, an egotistical step. Ah, I don't need nothing. A mature step to say, hey, I need help. Mental toughness is just as much as mental health. And those conversations that I had really allowed me to grow as a person. It really allowed me to now share my responsibility of what athletes are going through. Both from minors to pro, junior, college, Fuck, even senior hockey, man, 
where all the ex-pros go to live out their, their end of their days. The demons live there too. The best thing that I ever did was sought help. Took a true look at myself. Went and talked to a registered professional. Who knows what could have happened. I could be the washed up guy who people think, what happened to him? But instead, I got my shit together. I'm a teacher now. I'm a role model. And the cool part about this is that this experience and sense of responsibility allows us, both Derek and myself, to help out younger athletes, help out older athletes, help out athletes that are in a position where they're not themselves. Take a gut check, have a conversation about what you're actually doing to yourself. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to be super candid. I'm going to tell you what I did. I was destroying my body and I wanted to be in the lineup. I wanted to be in the lineup so fucking bad. What can I do to stay in the lineup? So I would do this twice a day. I would wake up in the morning, go to the rink. I'd be so sorry. I felt like I was in a car accident every single day. So how am I going to go out there and perform? Go in and drink two black coffees in the shower. Sit there hungover as fuck generally. And then I go into the trainer's room before I go on the ice. And I take 1,000 milligrams of Tylenol, 800 milligrams of Advil, and a couple of Sudafeds. I'd be jacked up pregame skate, a practice, whatever. And then come back. It's, I don't even know how I slept. Pregame nap, make my food, whatever. Back, a lot of times I couldn't even sleep. Take a 15, 20-minute nap at most. I'd be so tired all the time. Get back to the rink, same process. Have a shower, a couple of black coffees. Maybe three black coffees. Going to the trainer's room. Rub Flexol all over my body so I could just feel it, so I could tingle. So much so that other guys come in the room, they couldn't even see. Same thing. Another 1,000 milligrams of Tylenol, another 800 milligrams of Advil, another two Sudafed, out I go. My body was a numb wrecking ball. I hit guys as hard as I possibly could because I couldn't feel it, to be quite honest. And then the end of the game comes. We win, we lose. It's time to party with the boys because that's what we do. Go out to the bar. Fuck, go to Hooters. Drink 25 milliliter beers whatever those big giant beers are at Hooters or Boston Pizza, those big fucking schooners, drink four of those. Then I go home, take some melatonin, have some NyQuil. Maybe I'd have a couple bottles of wine and shut it down and do it all over again for 72 games, playoffs, you name it. 
that's was my that was my life. I was in the sense an alcoholic, addicted to painkillers. And if I couldn't sleep, I'd go to the gym. So when do I rest? Now do this day in, day out. It was basically the definition of insanity. Do the same thing day in and day out and expect a new result. The same result showed up every single time. When I was done, like I said, I went and talked to somebody and I told him this and, and he couldn't believe that I was doing that to myself. He said, how do you feel that you did this? And to be quite honest, pretty shameful. Because what role model does that? But hindsight is always 50-50 and it's always a great, a great lesson to be learned. So here's that wisdom piece again. If you find yourself in this habitual routine that you can no longer break, guess what? You're addicted. Don't lie to yourself. You're addicted, just like I was. It might not be to the same extent. It might be 12 beers while you play video games every single night. That's addiction. You're an alcoholic. I did that in junior. Drink 15 beers before I go go home. Do it all the time. Do it four times a week. Same negative habits. Talk to somebody. Let somebody know. There are programs for you. Your mental toughness is also your mental health. Don't let your mental health get in the way of your mental toughness or your mental stubbornness because you're only limiting your success. Your body is a vessel of what you put in it. And if all you're doing is pumping it full of drugs and booze and not taking care of it, guess what? Your performance is seriously diminished. It's probably one of the reasons why I didn't make the next level because it's pretty hard to win a fucking race when the gas tank is always empty and all you're doing is pushing, 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 and there's nothing left. I had buddies who come down and we partied like you wouldn't believe and they couldn't believe the hockey that I played, but the anxiety that I played because of the guilt allowed me to make it through the game. I wouldn't even say I was successful. It allowed me to make it through the game. I'm probably speaking to so many hockey players right now. It's staggering. 